but uh but uh I haven't done that yet. It's always yeah. you who does the little uh but up but ups. We're not even using the original grounded sarcasm song. Yes, it's Jaun Poisson, the fish song. It's too bad, but I, I, I like to put my own little spin on things. I think you would have well, noticed this by now. Well, it's a new era for the podcast. And I think, hey, after last week where we spent six minutes on poo, yes. I think we have found our feet. Our feet, yes. I, I mean, I don't have any poo-related topics today. That's fine. But I think we can ease off on the poo chat for this week and come doubly hard next week. Uh, I, I, I guess so. But uh, there's always a little bit of sadness in my heart. Oh, th- I'm sorry. These kind of things happen. Yeah. How's your week been? I understand you just had a Skype call with the family. Yeah, not nothing interesting to report. They're still old. Uh, my dog's a lot fatter <laughs> than the last time I saw her, but that's kind oh, you of got it. To see the dog? I did. She's a she's a she's an absolute unit right now. She. Yeah. Right. I. She must be missing my walks. I've I've seen her. I feel like recently she's gotten a lot of weight put on somehow. I'm not sure how. Damn. So. I guess that's something for you to do when you come home. Yeah, just get her get her on a diet regiment fitness thing. Or just take her for some walkies. That's true, but yeah. Uh. I I did something else important happened to me today. Okay. But uh, we might have to quickly switch to a video chat for for maybe ten seconds. Okay. I want I want to hear am... your live reactions. That's fine. I am peeling the duct tape off my oh. camera lens. You don't want to get caught jerking it to child porn. Absolutely not. Neither of those things I want. Um, it's funny, though, because I've been doing a lot of video chats with my dad because he's in Europe at the moment with my stepmom. Ah, and I he'll, see. He'll, he's figured out how to use my stepmom's Facebook to voice chat and video chat. Ah, uh, yeah, my dad figured that while the rest of my family was over here. Only the video chat is usually just a video of his neck or his balcony pointed at the floor whilst he thinks I can see his face. Of course, of course. It's some classic dad material. All right, I'm turning on my video right now. Should I do that? Uh, yeah, just click enable or share video, whatever. Yep, but if you're ready. Okay, I am ready. Okay, you can see me, right? Yeah, I can see you. In a much similar way to your father, I, I can see only the bottom of your head because some kind of blanket was covering I've you. I've got a blanket fort. That's my studio. <laughs> okay, Very nice. you look normal. I do, but did you hear that noise? Oh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes, baby. Okay, baby. Yes, this is my uh, airsoft gun. We can turn the video off now. That's all I needed. That's awesome, That's man. That's all I needed, baby. Okay, why did you uh, decide to go out and purchase one? We did go to a few BBsoft we did, gun yes. shops when we were holidaying. We did, but... I, I was always on the fence because, you know, some of them can get pretty expensive and they're illegal Definitely. in Australia, so I can't bring them home. But uh, Exactly. Why? Mm. So, today was the first day of this culture festival at my school that I work at. Mm. And the culture fest is like a... I, I think it's like a Japanese tradition here where every high school, once a year, usually during the sort of early summertime, has a big, like, full day of, like, acting and singing and dancing and games all designed and made right. and written by students. And uh, anyway, fun. the prizes for th- these games are just, just seem to be things that the kids have found at home that their families no longer want. So in, uh, a, in, a, in a game that cost me uh, 20 yen today, I won this airsoft pistol. That's pretty good. I have a, I have a Celebrating sh- a bit of American culture. Yes, I have a strong feeling that it will not work 
which is why uh, it was chucked into the pile. Nevertheless, uh. the main thing I really wanted it for is so I could walk around my house with it tucked into my pants, and I can definitely <laughs> do that with this. It's a it's a big boy. Yeah, it's a, like a. Well, hang on. So your girlfriend, she's American. Yes. She is. Have you pulled it on her and what's the reaction been? Uh, I just got it today and she is out tonight, so she has not seen it. Okay. Doesn't know about it? Uh, she does know about it. Okay. I, Still. I was thinking about not saying it, but I was too excited, you know? Yeah, I understand that. I thought you were going to have like a dick piercing or a tattoo or something. Oh, if only. <laughs> if that's, only. that's so you to show your genitals to me. It is. It is. It is. And yeah. But Good times. It's something maybe more exciting than either of those things. Maybe not. Depends where the tattoo was. If I get a Brian uh, Watersbury kind of... Colon Crusher. Yeah, yep. Colon Crusher tat. That'd be worth exclaiming on a podcast. But Look, we spent a lot of the previous episode trying to set up that, yes, you should become this <laughs> groin injury, tattooed, mulleted, semi-naked comedian on Facebook. Yes. So I, I encourage any attempt to move closer toward that goal and getting that tattoo, it can, it can only help. Well, on, on the way, on my bike ride home today, I actually think that I may have uh, realized my, you know, my sort of, the, the where my life has been going my whole Okay, life. this is what I want to hear. Okay, so, you know how pants are called pants and not pant? Yep. I want to be the guy who like ends this tyr- this reign of tyranny, <laughs> or at, at least for like underwear or jocks, you know, jocks. Okay. Yeah, you want to change the conversation. Pants, like okay, two pant legs, jocks. It's one. It's one. There's two holes. There's three holes. So yeah, some people call it a jock, like a jock strap. But yeah, that that's wrong though. I just want jock. Okay. I want pant. So, like, can you pass me my pant? You don't. Okay. You don't wear yeah. shirts. You, you have two arms. You don't wear shirts. You wear a shirt. Mm. I mean, you can wear multiple shirts, but you don't call a shirt shirts. Well, you shouldn't. No. How do you get the word out there? Really, it sounds like it's something that can only spread to people who are living with you. That's true. Which is a finite number that you can actually have that daily interaction. And even so, I mean, I've lived with many people in my life and I can't think of an instance where I have asked for a pant. But see, it's caught on. There we go. Exactly. But just like, just in the lexicon, you know, not even when you're asking for it, just just to know that... But you need to think about release strategy. Yeah, I got to like, it's got to be like an iPhone kind of, kind of like press conference. Mm. I'll get up on stage, like, new, it's pant. Has there been a new iPhone lately? Any I... big Apple announcements? I think, no, they did that thing where you can now lick your f- iPhone and it'll animate your tongue into an emoji, an emoji or whatever. That's, is I that just true? remember, yeah, it was, I think, the week before. I remember when I used to work at the post-production house, every time there was an Apple announcement, I'd have to hear two people in particular get really excited about processors and the the power of the new iMac and the yeah, new okay, Apple Watch skins it was awful it felt it felt like i was living in a cuckoo clock yeah 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 i've never heard that discussion take place anywhere else it's just not something people really care about especially apple watch 
Yeah, I feel like a okay. post-production house is kind of like the place to hear. This is what makes me wonder, Apple. though. Okay, so you if you probably haven't experienced this, but if you go into the Apple Store, the Genius Bar, whatever, those big warehouse big buildings where yeah. it's just all the equipment and just plain windows, two dozen people, Apple staff, and a bunch of coloured t-shirts that they don't own, a bunch of teenagers just touching iPads. Oh yeah, I used to go by the Apple Store on Glen Osmond Road on the way home from school, play a bit of Marble Blast Gold. It was yes. a dream, <laughs> superb. That's a great game. Yeah. But everyone who works in the Apple Store now pretty much uh, owns an Apple Watch. It would easily be 90% of the staff. And I'm wondering if that is... Is it, yeah, company mandated? Is it mandated? Is it essential to their sort of workflow, I guess, being able to transfer that information and interact with other people in the staff? Or is it just they get a really good discount? Like, what's the catch? Because it is a, a massive overrepresentation of what you're likely to yeah. see of people who find the Apple Watch useful and, frankly, not embarrassing to wear. Yeah, maybe maybe they just hire, like, a they have a, a hiring scheme that favours, like, the mentally disabled. So, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of their employees have Apple Watches. Well, you're watches. right. Maybe that's how... You know, equal opportunities. People get hired. Like, yeah. they, that's how they prove that they really do believe that's their total allegiance to the Apple brand. Ah, yeah, And that's yeah, who I they see. look for. I mean... If they're that kind of person that sinks so low as to own a smartwatch. In you, fact, you that's can't actually be why I've been looking for a watch. And I can't find one that is minimalist enough. I've looked through every watch company that regularly sponsors a podcast. And they Ruben all watches, have... Shout out. These big old logos on the faces, they all have fancy straps. They're all, I don't really want something that's jewelry. I just want something that's practical because I'm going to scuff that up to no end. Yeah. But the reason I'm after a watch is just to detech, just so I can look at the time without having to expose my brain and the neurotransmitters to interacting with a phone screen because yes. that adds up. It's not good for you. They say you should have an actual alarm clock instead of using your phone, and it's it's all that jazz. But I can't find a good one that is simple and just an everyday understated piece that you can wear like it's just nobody's business. Not even at Movement Watches with the discount code C-U-M? Come? The no, come I, I haven't code? tried come. I okay. have tried... Well, I was going to say Nerdist, but let's not go there. Oh. I've tried Weekly Planet. I've tried all of them. You've tried Burr. all of them. That's too bad. Burr? Burr's got his own? Yeah, Bill Burr, I think, advertises with movement sometimes. I see, I see. Or maybe I'm... Um, yeah, movement watches because they have sunglasses now. So, yeah, he does movement. So, you're um, considering getting an Apple Watch? Is that what you're saying? No way, because that's the opposite of what <laughs> no, I want. That is the I want something that is yes. not tech. I don't want a smart watch. I want a dumb watch. I want an analog clock that apparently some of the kids these days don't even know how to read. Jesus Christ. That's what they get for being born after the year 2000. I, I don't know why, but for some reason the other week I was considering getting a smart watch for no real reason. I don't really want one, but... I was just like, I could have one. Fitbits are okay. I don't mind a Fitbit. That, that's true, yeah. But my, I wasn't looking for a Fitbit. I was just looking for a... Yeah. Oh, shit. I spilled water. I'll be back. Oh, man. What am I meant to do now? Did it. Did it. I, I, I walked back about 20 seconds ago. Yeah, I figured. I couldn't hear. I couldn't hear. Yeah, I've got...
headphones Hey, on. I'm not going to put any of that in the podcast. I respect people too much. Anyway, I cleaned up the water. Yep. Yep, uh, hardwood floor, so no messing around with tatami. Very easy. Oh, lovely. I just use my girlfriend's bath towel to wipe it up. Oh, she's got her own towel. Yes, uh, she's she's had one here for a long time. Do it on you. Yeah. I mean, she only lives one building over, but... Yeah, but I, it's, 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 it's tedious. It's tedious. Yeah. It's easy to just have it here. And she's got a nice apartment. I remember when you locked us out and we had to crash on her floor. Ah, yes. What a saga that was. You had a spare key. John had a spare key to your apartment. They both fell out of your pocket when we went to your teacher's place for dinner, your boss's house for dinner. Yes. Uh, it was a good night, though. It didn't spoil it. Was it was a solid, fun night. Yeah. It, it kind of added to it in a way. You know, you won't forget that. And no. I, Absolutely not. Oh, speaking of speaking of poos, I remember just bef- just after we got to the station near my house, I was absolutely yeah. like roaring for a monster. And we realized that you didn't have the keys and then you had to go off and... Yeah. Which was good because that gave you time to compose your thoughts. Yeah. And you came up with the idea and the strategy of, all right, I can text these people and see if they have extra bedding. I can knock on Adri's door, see if she'll have the space for yeah. Rob and John. You worked it out. I did it. I got things sorted. You sat in the fumes. You have released and relaxed. And that that was truly a big, big, big boy. Hey, he fed us well. He did. He Oh, that that, that was Kobe beef. Did you know that? I he, didn't know he went that. The, he went the extra mile. He only revealed it to me in front of a, an entire class of students trying to impress them, I guess. So that's why I did it. He, he 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 likes he likes being liked. I recently found out about he's that. He's a very um, likable man. My boss. He's a, he's a lovely man. But I recently found out he has like an extra Gmail account just to sign up to Van Halen fan forums. And yeah. He, he he loves his Van Halen. Do I remember Halen. correctly that he had a few guitars? Uh yes, he did indeed. He's a yeah. In his in his college days, he he was in a band. Yeah, nice. He I asked him to show me a photo of him from the old band days, but he wouldn't. So. Uh, it's sad. I'd love to see what he looked like. I'd love to hear a demo because they made one. Yeah, okay. And he he was the he was the uh, front man. He played guitar and he sang. He did the whole thing. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Anything else on what's going on? What's happening to Benny Boy? Some of my students and I were talking. Like this is another Japan Japanese student. Uh, yeah. One one of the other students I have. He likes to shake my hand now when I say something funny or if I. Oh. Say something that he likes, and he always says, "You are so powerful, so Ooh. powerful." That's really good to know. Yes, and it's good feedback. It's very direct. It is. Get him to listen to the podcast. But I think it's just because they don't shake hands here generally that yeah. he's very surprised when someone that shakes his me. hand. Will you be using this podcast as a teaching tool? And where do we have to get the podcast? What level do we have to get it to to make that happen? Uh we might have to slow down by about 300% our talking nah, speed. not worth it. Yeah, it's it's not worth it. I don't think they'd understand the nuance of the, the, the poo discussion. Yes. Oh, well, because we do use a lot of adjectives, a lot of synonyms. There's yes. a lot of texture talk. It's a lot of complicated language. Yeah, we are, we are truly geniuses here at Cool Boy Radio. Mm-hmm. But speaking of poo, uh, they call Winnie the Pooh, Poo-san here. San means oh, like you know good. Mr or Mrs. And one Mr. of the Pooh. one of the prizes for one of the games was a huge stuffed Winnie the Pooh toy. So I, I walked up to one of my students who was standing there and he said he pointed and said Pooh San. I said Suda, do you know what Pooh means? And I mind myself taking a poo and then I 
picked it up. Much like that student of yours did when he didn't know the word boo exactly. and mimed it, mimed, busting one out. I, I, you know, I made a little fart noise and then like oh. pulled my hand away from my yeah yeah from my uh, butt and mimed a handful, pointed, pointed at mimed, it. I had a handful in my hand and pointed and said, "That's poo." And he this warms my heart, Ben. He giggled. He told so many other students. The students was, are teaching the teacher. Yes, and vice versa. Yes. <laughs> but uh, my 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 little story before I got sidetracked on poo again. Uh, Which time? Uh, every time. But when when I started talking about <laughs> students, but uh, yeah, we taught the students, you know, the the term jealous because jealous, I guess, isn't as common here, commonly taught. Yeah, they're, okay. they're taught envious, but not jealous. Jealous, I guess, is more modern, maybe more informal. They're all about the formality here. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's a cornerstone of human drama, so it's a good word. Exactly. I like I like a bit of jealousy. Yeah, me too. Who doesn't? Oh, I could get into some stuff, but I why well, shouldn't? Anyway, we all we asked all the students. We explained what it meant. And said, "What are you jealous of?" And then oh, one of them said, "I'm jealous of Ben's hair color. I'm jealous of Ben's mm. clear eyes." I'm jealous of Ben's white face. Aww. And then the last one said, uh, I'm jealous that Ben has a girlfriend. And it was, it was all kind of saccharine and maudlin after that. It was like, oh, yeah. Okay. Hey, has anyone been jealous of you before, though? That's a good question. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know how my self-esteem is going to handle going back to a world. Going back w- to Australia. Yeah, a world where, you know, teenagers don't call me cute every day. It's going to be tough. Yeah, okay. I don't even have to for do sure. anything special. I just have to say, like, oh, good morning. What did you have for breakfast? Sounds delicious. Yeah, say one syllable in Japanese and have them go, eh? eh? I started uh, replying to that with the old uh, Tim Allen home improvement. <laughs> eh? Yeah, good. And I guess the reference is lost in them, but it makes me very happy <laughs> doing it. But yeah. <laughs> They they do love their cross dressing here in Japan too. In three of the plays I saw today, there was a male student dressed up as a lady. I guess. Cool. I guess that's a thing here. Like it, my friend said, that. it happened at all of their schools as well. They recently had their plays going on, along the lines of my boy student who flirts with me. Like lo- lots of the lots of the male students just kind of hug each other and like hang off each other in ways that would be huh. seen kind of weird back home. But it's just kind of nice and normal and wholesome here. Good. It's a nice, That's it's a nice experience. See. It's good to see other cultures at work, man. Awesome. Hey, speaking of cultural sensitivity, do you want to get into Adam Sandler and the week of? Okay, sure. I, I was very happy this week because I didn't have to watch any and it hurt, sounds like you went through oh, quite yeah. a time. I watched 26 minutes Jesus of the film. Christ. This it's was, almost done, right? Uh, it would have been Thursday, yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing because if... The wedding takes place on Saturday. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch the wedding as well in two weeks' time. But maybe is the wedding the important part? Maybe the lead up to the wedding is the important. Because, you know, we don't that know what's going to happen. We don't know true. if it ever gets to the wedding. Now, 26 minutes of it, there was actually some content that resembled a comedy. Oh, uh, was, was it all Chris Rock again? Like, more well, actually, no. I did catch myself laughing a few times, Jesus but a lot of it Christ. was... I think it was more a case of, they actually made this. This is... Like, how yeah. is this a movie? Uh, you mentioned Chris Rock, and last week on the podcast, when you reviewed the Wednesday portion of the film, 
you were very excited to see Chris Rock again after oh, was, two days' absence. Yeah, it was a breath of fresh air. This week, we actually we see the return of another character who appeared only in the first oh, week. Do you have any ideas who that Stephen would be? Stephen Buscemi? It was Stephen Buscemi, who I think is playing Adam Sandler's brother or something. He's definitely the son of the uncle who has no legs. Okay. That would make him a brother, so, yes. Yeah. Wait, or cousin. Cousin? Yeah, maybe. Anyway, first scene. First scene. First scene. Yeah, it would be cousin. You're right. We see... Chris Rock's hands? No, no, no. That's that's all done away with. Okay. He got the honey poured on his burnt hands. He's fine. Okay. Although we do hear later, the wife of Adam Sandler comes on. It's like, ha ha, Chris Rock, you're not going to believe this. Trust me. You're going to laugh. Turns out it wasn't honey you meant to put on burns. It was mayonnaise. But don't worry. I have some mayonnaise here. And he's like, get that away from my hands. That's that's maybe better than any of my attempts at Chris Rock last week. I was going to say that was worse, but who knows. Uh, um, so anyway, this this week, this day of the week begins with Adam Sandler. He's with the uncle. He's calling up Steve Buscemi and says, hey, you're going to get down here soon. I'm trusting you to bring the alcohol. And Steve Buscemi's at the airport and he, he's making eyes with a sort of security guy. And he says, don't worry, I've got it all sorted. Adam Sandler's also saying, hey, can you pick up some clothes for Uncle Seymour? Because the only thing we have clean is his old army uniform. Oh, some backstory. And Steve Buscemi's like, eh, whatever. Who cares? You know, just chuck him in that. He'll love it. So then they go, all go. They all go to the suit store. They're all getting these these custom tailored tuxedos Ooh. made. And they Am see I sensing the uncle. A, like a PTSD attack scene? No, no. They, 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 quite the opposite. Oh. Because it turns out Seymour, whilst he was in the army in World War II, he got some kind of discharge that meant he was in Texas the whole time. I see, I see. Doing some cleaning up or some kind of, some basic maintenance on the, on the military training grounds. He was not in combat at all. But here's a guy in a World War II uniform with no legs. Actually, the result of diabetes, but everyone thinks they got blown off. Yes, I see. I see what's happening. So they go into the tuxedo store and they see Seymour, the guys running it, and they think, oh, this guy's a war hero. No charge for you or any of your family. Oh, perfect. Discounts. So Adam Sandler's pretty chuffed about this because the whole thing is he's trying to save some moolah because this wedding is not, exp- not cheap. But his son, his son... He's tearing up. He's really upset. He's not saying anything. He's a nervous wreck. And Adam Sandler's like, why are you crying? What's wrong? And then he realizes he's got his peewee baseball game that day. Oh, That's no. where they should be. They've got, to be they've got to be at the baseball game. So they all rush off and he's in his uniform and getting ready. And again, people see Seymour in the military outfit and they, they let him do the, the opening pitch for the game and everyone's cheering and... Everyone in the crowd finds out that Adam Sandler's son is the is the grand nephew or whatever yeah, of ah, Uncle Seymour. So they start cheering on the kid. Aaron, Aaron, who's Aaron? I think he's the the the, the war veteran's kid. Aaron, Aaron, and even though he's really embarrassed and gets two strikes and a really bad hit, and he only gets one base. He's the hero of the game. Everyone's happy, and that's when Steve Buscemi pops up. He gets out of the car and Sandler's like, hey, what are you, what are you doing here? 
do you have the al- do you have the alcohol? And he said, oh, don't worry about it. I've got it right here. And you know how, <laughs> you know how like at duty free, you can get all this stupid stuff like these massive two meter long blocks of Toblerone? Of course, of course I know about this. Well, it turns out all the alcohol bottles are similarly overly big. Ah, perfect. So he's got a two meter tall bottle of Absolute and Kahlua and he's got like four bottles and a giant Toblerone and Adam Sandler's like, oh, you already took a bite out of that. It's like, so what? It's like one fiftieth of the whole thing. He's also got a big, uh, big old pack of cigarettes. It's also way too big, but you know, they've got to keep on rolling. Then they go for a bit of setup. They go to move the alcohol to the hotel, okay. to the ballroom where the wedding reception's yes, going to be. Course. And they're not happy because, hey, these giant bottles, it's, it's stupid, right? We can't serve that. And the, I guess they figure out, oh, we can get some decanters and we'll put that out and that'll be nice. Great. But then the ceiling starts to drip. Oh, no. So that's a hassle. They all go up to the room and they have to shut all the water off. And for some reason, Chris Rock's hands start playing up. Because he's got all that, he's got the honey on. Yeah, I see. It's like, oh, I've got to wash off this honey. So he goes to the sink, but they've shut the water off. So they say, turn the water back on. Only they turn all the hot water on, and his hands start to burn all over again. Of course. And there's a lot of back and forth with that. And eventually, I guess, he gets the honey off. But then it's apparent that the whole hotel is flooding. It's not suitable at all. They've got to find somewhere else. And Chris Rock, being pretty well off financially he's offering to pay for it himself he's going to find another ballroom for saturday can't be that hard he calls up his assistant to try and get some help and sandler the whole time he's saying no no uh, we'll find another way i can do it you don't need to pay for any of this trust me on this you know every father wants to be there for their little girl's wedding day you wouldn't understand pretty good pretty good now, okay, this is good because what happens later, Chris Rock gets a phone call from his assistant. She's managed to find a new venue for Saturday. It's all looking good. But then Adam Sandler yanks the phone out of Chris Rock's hand and tells her it won't be necessary. Now, Ben, I want to hear your best Adam Sandler impersonating Chris Rock's voice. Oh, goodness. Saying, oh, no, that won't be necessary. Go. Go. Oh, no, that won't be necessary. I don't sound like that. Ah, you do a little bit. <laughs> okay. That, 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 it's, a good, it's, a good, it's a good meme. They got you a genuine laugh there? Or, or a laugh? No, not really. No, okay. No, because that was in the trailer. I'd already seen ah, it Ah, okay. I see. I, I went in blind, completely spoilerless. Yeah. So, so, plot twist. Then they get a call from the mayor's office. <laughs> and the mayor, he wants to honour this war veteran, Uncle Seymour. Oh, shit. He's heard about the baseball games. They go to the mayor's office, and you know what Uncle Seymour's like. He doesn't talk much. He's a bit of a grouch. He kind of mumbles and grumbles, and he doesn't really want to be a part of anything. Yeah, sounds about right. This is the strangest thing I've seen in the film yet. They go to meet the mayor. The mayor says, you know, what an honour it is to have Uncle Seymour there, but Uncle Seymour is chewing his face up and he's he's miserable and grumbling. He doesn't really care about the mayor at all. Of course. And then 
and I had to turn on subtitles and replay this to make sure this is what had actually happened. Adam Sandler leans down into Uncle Seymour's ear and whispers, Tits. What? He says, Tits. Okay. Into Uncle Seymour's ear, and he smiles and says, Pleased to meet you, to the mayor, and shakes his hand. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's what gets him out of this catatonic state. Is tits. 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 It's not explained. <laughs> it's, it never gets called back again. <laughs> For some reason... He just says tits, and that seems to do the trick. I, I, can, I can understand that. He's, he's a man with principles. So then we move on. There's a big press conference taking place in general, and the mayor's saying, hey, we're going to honour this war veteran. We're going to give him the keys to the city or whatever. And the press are like, well, we don't really care about that. What about these tax cheats you've been doing? What about all this, you know, the other dodgy stuff oh, you're doing? No. And the mayor tries to, that's why he's brought in Uncle Seymour to take the spotlight off his actions. And he's like, no, we've got this great war veteran here. And then Chris Rock, he's very quick on his feet and says, and actually the mayor has agreed to honor him this Saturday night at town hall in the ballroom. And Adam Sandler kind of plays on that and they both kind of riff on it. And then they've secured a venue. They're working together. The dads have found some common ground. It's like a... How good's that? It's like a Rubik's Cube falling into place. Yeah. (laughs) Or something. It is indeed. But then, as teased in last week when the girls were discussing the hen's night, it's time for the hen's night. It's time for the bachelor party. And the childhood friend is organizing the hen's night. It's really lame. Everything is penis-themed. You know how hen's nights, they have the little penis straws and they have the penis shaped gummies and all that yeah. everything every possible accessory that could be shaped like a penis is what she's bought and th- the friends think it's lame but yeah. they think it's meant to be lame ah, i see i see and one of their friends an asian woman has gotten extremely drunk and she's only had one but she never drinks and whatever she is a, she's written off basically and then there's a bit of a very uncomfortable joke with the neighbor Okay. And he's trying to, he kind of thinks he might have a chance with this girl who's blackout drunk. Okay, I see you. And she offers to, I want to go home with you. And it's like, oh, I think that's a bad idea. Definitely because you're too drunk. Definitely not because my dad's waiting for me in the car. So he's going to rape her. Yeah. Uh, Very nice. And that's, that's, That's you know. That's the joke. I guess That's so. A yeah, joke it's endearing. That ends, uh, See, ha ha. He's just a lad trying to get some and take advantage of a woman who. Anyway, I don't want to talk about this. So, thankfully, this is lightened up a bit with the Bucks Night. Okay. Vagina it's an hats? Unusual idea. I've never seen this kind of party presented anywhere. They aren't at a bar. They're not at a strip club. They aren't really doing anything conventional. You know, bounce? Yes. Ooh. They've gone to a trampoline park and they've got a few bikini women jumping up and down on the trampoline. Okay. That's their party. Uh, okay. I was going to say, I have a feeling Chris Rock's not going to be happy about this, but the bikini women. No, they're loving it's... it. They're not happy that Adam Sandler's son has come along and they're not happy that someone's um, another younger relative who's young adult kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And I think this was introduced in my section, so I apologize for not being able to recollect the exact circumstances better. 
but he has a lot of triggers. Okay, I don't remember this guy at all, yeah. And he, a lot of things can make him uncomfortable, and the loud, pounding uh, bachelor party music is not helping. And so they get a, oh, can we turn off the music so the kid can cope? And everyone's like, what, what is this? This is terrible. It's like, no, no, you can keep on dancing. And the bikini models have to dance in silence. Of course. And it's kind of awkward for about 30 seconds. That was kind of funny. That was okay. Yeah. I didn't mind that. Okay. But, uh, that, was, that was a funny joke. That was all right. So we see a lot of that. And Uncle Seymour's getting into it. And he wants to go in the foam pit. Oh, yes. Because there are ladies in there. And I think he says boobs. Yeah, he want, tits. You, boobs. you want tits? You want boobs? So they chuck him in there. Oh, you want to see some titties, do you? They can't find him. Oh, no. He just sinks to the bottom because he has no of legs. Of course. And that kind of puts a damper on things. I think he suffocates a bit because then he's being taken away by the ambulance. Oh, what's the mayor going to have to say about this? They're, well, they're wheeling him off and the ambos say, hey, are there any pre-existing conditions we need to know about? Yeah. And he doesn't want to tell them because the whole thing is that everyone thinks he's a tragic war veteran who had his legs blown off. Okay. And then eventually he comes clean and says, diabetes. And then the paramedics know and everyone's kind of pissed off that, oh, that that's what it was. It was diabetes. Unbelievable. So I mean, you can get, you can get diabetes after losing your legs in the war. Oh, indeed. Indeed. But the, Just another plot they don't hole. consider that. Yeah, They're cynics, the Ben. They're cynical people. I, I see, yes. So finally, Seymour is in hospital on what could be his, his deathbed. And someone says to Steve Buscemi, you know, it's a health, healthy thing. You might not get this chance again. Sit by his side. You can get some closure. Talk through your feelings. And Steve Buscemi, he's a bit hesitant to do so but then he does and he opens it up and he talks about all the times and all the different ways he masturbated as a child using the the vacuum cleaner making his own sex toy filling a glove with liquid oh we've all been there all these vile full-on graphic ways that he used to wank and he comes out and says thank you that was exactly what i needed I feel so much better, and hey, I need a smoke. He ducks around the corner, comes back, and he's got a giant packet of cigarettes. End of scene. Uh, End of day. I kind of really want to watch that scene, to be honest. You need some tips. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's always good to have something in your back pocket. So, that's the setup, really. I guess Friday, day before the wedding. Yeah. You never know. Maybe. Hey, is Seymour going to pull through? You don't know. True. Is his name even Seymour? Oh. I don't know that either. <laughs> that was a mix between Tim Allen and your students. <laughs> That's what I'm kind of going for, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, that was a monumental episode. Yeah, that's a thrilling 26 minutes of uh, that movie, I'm sure. It felt like 26 minutes for counting it just then. <laughs> yes, yes. What do you have up coming up this next week? Uh, well, I have to work tomorrow again. We have, the culture uh. festival is two days, but I do get Monday off, which is kind of solid because no one else has Monday off, so I can go do things that are normally busy with people. And if you don't like it, pull the gun on them. Exactly. Oh, exactly. I'm holding it in my hands right now. I've been holding it for a lot of this episode. It's very hard to put down. I think I can see why Americans I love guns. I can imagine that. Like, it's not even real, but it's, it's weighty. See, the thing is, guns are cool because they can kill people, not in spite of being able to kill people. 
If they couldn't okay. kill people, they wouldn't be as cool. Oh my goodness! <laughs> they can't. You can. <laughs> this gun has changed you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, the, the power's gone to my head for sure. Well, baby. Yeah. That might do us. Yeah. Next week, Friday, it's my turn. Uh, oh I yeah. Hope it's so, uh, Friday. Yeah, yeah, I hope it's shorter. That's all I can say. There's only about forty minutes of the film left. So it's, so. it's got to be shorter. The main, the main meat of that forty minutes has to be the wedding. Uh huh. Uh huh. See if you can figure out what character Adam Sandler's wife, his real life wife, Jackie Sandler, is playing. Because I did see her. She was in the baseball crowd. Oh, okay. I, I was, don't know what fact, she looks like, fact, so this could be the interesting. The film's director, Robert Smigel, Smigel, played the doctor who was looking over Seymour. Ah, okay. So, so he played a dentist. There are some cameos to be found. In... There are some little Easter eggs for you to enjoy okay. as a fan oh. of Happy Madison. Interesting, yeah. And uh, God bless you going forward, baby. Thank you. I'll need it. I'll need the great Lord Jehovah's blessing <laughs> to get through this film. Right. I don't know, now well, that Chris Rock's incentive. in it more. Now that Chris Rock's in it more, I think I'll be able to do it better. Last week Alrighty. wasn't so bad. Yeah. Well, what do you got for us? How are we going to end the pod? Um, I mean, I could blow my brains out, but I mean, there's not a real gun, so. <laughs> Why don't you uh, just fire the gun? Just fire the gun the mic for okay. us. Okay. Can I do a gun gram? My own gun gram? Give me a Charlie Cook gun gram. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember when he shoots the gun. All right, everyone, Google Charlie Cook gun gram, yes. and we'll see you next week. Thanks, we love you. And that's when Steve Buscemi pops up. Sorry, I got a burp. <laughs> <laughs> leave it in. And he get you sure. <laughs>